I wanted to be a songwriter and a teacher. I never wanted in a million years to think that I would just give myself to people for money, for drugs. And I felt depressed and sad and hopeless. And so I tried to not be sober ever. Real life starts now. This is Real Life Radio Show with On Lay. I felt alone. I felt lost. I felt scared. Real stories. I was so desperate in living such a dark and callous life. Real people. I was thinking there was no purpose for my life. There's no reason for me to be here. Real problems. I told my dad, if you try to take these drugs, I'm going to kill you. One solution. God. Hope is a person, and his name is Jesus. And now your host, On Lay. Hi, this is Evangelist Don Lay. Welcome to the Real Life Radio Show, where we're going to talk to real people who had real problems, but found answers and a real God. Today, we're going to talk about falling into the trap of always chasing after love, and then falling into the pit of not finding it and being used and abused. Now, this is not everyone's story, okay? But it is a story for Mary Pretty, who will be on our show and will share how she was living life in the system of foster care She never felt love, and then she went out looking for it and only found deceit and lies and led her to a life addicted to drugs and prostituting herself much of her young life. Now, listener discretion is advised, as some of the content of this show is sexual in nature. Mary, welcome to the show. Thank you. Yeah, Mary, it's great having you on here with us. Now, before all the drugs and the prostitution... I understand that you came from a really good, safe family that even attended church, but you ended up in foster care at the age of 12. What happened? I did. My grandfather died when I was 12. He was the pastor. He was the rock of our family. He was everything. And so when he passed away, my whole family just split. My mother left to go and do drugs. My father was drinking, and my poor grandmother was just beside herself. And I just could not stay there any longer. I didn't know what to do. So I took a really not sharp knife and cut my wrist and called 911. Mm -hmm. And they came and got me and took me to a judge. It was a really small country town. And the judge asked me if I'd wanted to go back home with my grandmother or if I wanted to go into state's care. And I told him I didn't want to go back home. Wow. So as things fell apart at home, you were suddenly in the government's custody. What was that like? I was shipped around from placement to placement. I went from a very, very sheltered life to being put in a shelter, the first placement with these teenage girls there for legal issues. And so it was just rocking my world. It was very strange to me. And they sent me to foster homes, group homes. I was over 30 in four years. I started to cut myself shortly after I got into custody because my world was over and so much has happened in such a short time. And I felt so numb sometimes, and I just needed to feel something, and so I would cut myself. But with the really bad cuts that I had to get stitches for is when I felt so much anger at everything that happened and angry at myself, and I would just get a razor, and those were the really bad cuts. And because of the cutting, they put me in psych hospitals and labeled me with everything. And they had me on so much medicine. When my grandmother came to visit me, I was drooling, and I was just... A shell. I wasn't even me. I was just sitting there. It was awful. Mm. It sounds like your life started to spiral down fast as a young girl. Did you believe in God at this point in your life? I left him. (laughs) I left him when my grandfather died. I was so angry at him because my grandfather died. I just didn't pray. I didn't do anything. I felt he left. When my grandfather died, I felt that he did too. Wow. 
That makes sense that you felt that way, as when bad things happen, we can believe that there is no God. Now, I understand that you're in a drug-induced haze and that you felt very unloved and that you're looking to fulfill that love in your life. Yes. And then something happened horribly when you were 15. What happened? Yeah, I was in a residential treatment center and I ran away with an older girl who knew much more about the world than I did because I knew nothing. And we ran away to Nashville, which was a big city. She met up with some older man and he had a friend. I was 15, naive. She left me in a room with this guy. It was a building and she went to another part of the building. And that guy ended up raping me and I lost my virginity that night. And something broke within me that night. And I just, it was awful. My gosh, that is awful. I am so sorry. I understand that this led to even worse situations in your life as you got older. Is that right? Yeah. When I was 18, I met this guy. He was much older than me and he was everything I thought I wanted because he spent time with me. He was there face to face talking with me all through the night about nothing in the beginning. And he gave me that attention and that false love. But I took it. I soaked it in and took it. And he introduced me to drugs and to the dark world of sex and all this other stuff. And I started to do drugs with him. And then one thing led to another. He would start pimping me out to his friends. Mm -hmm. He would get me so high where I could not see straight and then ask me to do something. And I would jump off a bridge for this man. I was so obsessed with this guy that he tried to break it off one time and I drove my car to another part of town and I just started cutting my wrist Wow! because I couldn't imagine my life without him in it. Even though he told me he would never love me, I was beyond in love with him. It was really bad. Mm, My gosh. You know, this is where your life is getting really bad from an initial pursuit of simple love. Exactly. Yes. So what kind of drugs did you end up getting into? Uh, first off was doing ecstasy. That's the first drug I ever did. We would do that a lot. Mm. And then it would go to GHB is the drugs that we did. And then when I started to work in the spas and I started to do cocaine, just snorting. And then it got deeper and deeper and I started shooting and then it moved on to meth and then crack. Mm, my gosh. So starting from cocaine to then moving to crack? At the bottom was crack, yeah. So I understand that the guy who was pimping you out was using you, mm-hmm. but did the relationship continue like longer? Or? No, no. Yeah, it was on the rocks. It was never really a relationship to him, but to me it was. <laughs> yeah, right. But anyway, yeah, I ended up working in the spas when we were on the brink of not even talking. And I realized how powerful sex can be mm-hmm. to get money and to do what you got to do. And so I started working in spas to make money for the drugs. Mm. Now, you were discovering that sex could get you the drugs. But what else did you get from doing the sex work at the massage spa? I was getting attention and a false sense of belonging mm. to the girls that work there, the people that ran it, and the guys that come in there, the good guys, the nice guys that come in there, just talking and, I don't know, and of course the money. Oh, that is so sad. Now, when you were a little girl, you probably never thought you would ever end up having sex with men in a massage parlor in order to get your next high, right? Oh, no, never. I wanted to be a songwriter and a teacher. I never wanted in a million years to think that I would just give myself to people for money, for drugs. And at the end, I just gave myself to people for drugs. I mean, it got really bad. Mm, I am so sorry about that. 
It sounds like you were trying to keep yourself numb on the inside with the drugs. Mm -hmm. But why was that? Well, I stayed high to stay numb, to not face the feelings I felt when I was sober. And there were some sober days. And I was still like that little girl searching for someone to love me, to accept me, to belong. And I still felt like that orphan. And so I would cling on to anybody that gave me any kind of attention. And I felt lonesome. And I felt depressed and sad and hopeless. Mm -hmm. And so I tried to not be sober ever. Mary, let's stop there. I want to have you on our next show, as I understand that you got suicidal in your life shortly afterwards. Yeah. Let's talk more about this on our next show. Thanks so much, Mary. Thank you. Hold on there. Let's unravel what you just heard right after the break. Hey guys, it's me again. Let me be real and upfront with you. People are calling in and getting saved and set free by the power of the gospel that is preached on this show through powerful testimonies. I remember one night I was working the phones and a man in about his 30s called in. He was a business owner who was addicted to cocaine and he was living in California. He said he was driving and he heard our show about a former drug addict and he felt convicted that he wasn't living his life right and he gave his life to Jesus that very night. To me, this is a powerful reminder that God is moving through this real and raw show to touch the lives of others. Will you help us reach other cities all across America? You may be able to donate maybe $5 a month, maybe $10, some of you $25, maybe more. Anything helps. Help us to spread the gospel to America as we are believing for a great harvest of souls for the kingdom of God in this time and in this era. But we can't do it without you. Don't just sit there. Go to AwakeningTheNations.com and join the movement to get these testimonies to help others. More real life starts now. Welcome back, where we're going to go deeper into what you just heard. So what do you think about this? What really stood out to me is that all of this disaster happened from a deep-rooted need for love. So basic, you know, like she never felt loved when she was younger. And it was like she was so desperate for it especially not getting that attention from mom and dad, being a foster kid, and so needing that childhood love. She kept getting deceived into things that looked like love, but it was never love, just people using her. What was really bad was when she gets raped, when honestly she wasn't looking for that. She was looking for love. And now not knowing how to cope with all this pain from her past, she found herself in drugs. You may be asking yourself, how can someone be so desperate for love that they would let some pimp take over their life to prostitute them to other men. But as you see in all of this, if we aren't careful and if we don't understand, we all have a desperate need for love. We all need it. And especially when we're younger, we need love. How did you grow up? Did that love and attention that you needed, did you get enough from your parents? How about now? Are you getting all the love that you need? I can almost guarantee that you're not getting what you need. That is because that need for love can't be filled from any person on this earth. You see, ancient scripture reveals that we all have a deep longing inside of us, and it is for God. It is written in Psalms 143.6, I spread out my hands to you. My soul longs for you like a thirsty land. Now, there are other scriptures like this that reveal that we all have a longing for our Creator. We all have a longing for love. And as you can see, Mary Pretty shut that off when she was angry at God for taking away her grandpa, who was a godly man. So she looked to and fro to fill that love in her heart and only found things that looked like love to her. But we can all see from the outside that she was being used this whole time. It's sad to me because I myself was always looking for love in others 
And when that wouldn't come, I had a great longing for it until I found that desperation wasn't for others. It was for God. And when God met that need, it didn't matter what anyone else gave me or didn't give me. He fulfilled my heart so much that I wasn't desperate anymore. What about you, friend? Do you sometimes catch yourself in desperate situations, compromising relationship because you hope that they'll fulfill the love you're looking for, only to be disappointed? Are you ready to truly be filled? Let me pray for you because there's only one who can fill you. Lord God, I'm lifting up my friend, the friend who's brave enough to be honest and say, yes, I'm desperate. I'm desperate for something. I don't know what it is. Lord Jesus, if you are the one that we're desperate for, we call out to you right now, Jesus, fill our lives, fill our hearts. So Jesus, fill us as your holy word promises. Fill us with the Holy Spirit. Fill us with you. Come make your home in us so that we will feel loved. I just pray for that feeling of love for my friend right now. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We ask for this in Jesus' name. I hope you're blessed by this testimony, and I know that your life was touched. Did you know we have a Facebook page? Just search for Real Life Radio Show on Facebook and find out more about Real Life Radio guests, schedules, and events. That's Real Life Radio Show. See you next time.